Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game. Like I said, I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and today I am joined by none other than uh, Dr. Shamu. Hello. And I'm also joined by the one and only Linian. Hello, hello. And we're here today to talk about uh, mostly the video game, but uh, before we do that, as we always do, um, how's everything going? What have we been up to? Anything fun? Anything cool? Anything interesting? Other than the DLC is last, like, couple days, um, we were at Pittsburgh. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Uh, not bad. With The collective, not, not the entirely collective we. I wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. You could have been. Yeah, well, <laughs> the royal we. No, I could not have been. <laughs> <laughs> You could have just dropped everything and flown over and then be yeah. in, like, some debt or something. I don't know. We left you a spot. Maybe. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, we saved a spot for you. <laughs> you really wanted to come. You could have made it. <laughs> we had the spot. <laughs> I suppose it was physically feasible, if not a terrible idea. Oh, it's definitely a terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah. No, it was like, it was up until now, well, I think even the Barcelona special event is still smaller, but... Yeah, and it was the largest, like, Pokemon tournament in the West. Yeah, I think mm. total Ever. participants was, like, 2K, but I think Masters was, like, 1,800 or something It was like just that. under 1,800 for uh, Masters. Masters, yeah. I'm sorry, that, that proportion is just very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. It's, like, 2,000, it was, like, 2,000 people, but, like, no no juniors or seniors are really playing. Like, seniors are, like, like if you want to, if you want to make a lot of money playing Pokemon, you should play in seniors. Yeah, because it was the start of the school year. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. that's that's true, too. But, yeah, I, I forgot about that. But even then, like, <laughs> you also had a, a bunch of kids. Like, if you're a senior, you should play because uh, you're in that age group of where Pokemon's no longer cool. And mm-hmm. there's so many seniors. There's so few seniors that show up that it's probably pretty easy to win. You have the whole differential, too, of, like, I don't I don't know what the age brackets are for each one, but, like... Seniors is like I think a smaller than junior age bracket I think. So oh, so they just put a they just made a rule this year uh which shockingly they had to make this year giving a minimum age requirement to be able to like uh, like you need to be this <laughs> tall to ride. Well yeah that should that should be a thing, you know, like cuz it wasn't until this year it turned out. It turned out that it, wow. you have to be 6 to play now. Uh which I think is very reasonable. Yeah. If anything, almost a little too young. <laughs> yeah. I think that's I think that's reasonable. Like they should be able to have gone to kindergarten. Assume, that means they could probably read. Like but 
yeah, I think seniors just nobody plays. Like, there's a senior in my locals that comes every once in a while, and he always shows up to like the league challenges and stuff mm-hmm. because he's the only one. So he wins his division every time yeah. by just showing up, and so he gets so much free product by just doing that because he got first place in his division. So they gave him like ten or sixteen packs once, and I'm like, that's Amazing. very easy for him to win because nobody else is here. Yeah. It was, it was pretty insane. So, like, I, I do recommend uh, seniors if you would like to go. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, 1,700 players was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, it was popping. It's very clear to me that Pokemon isn't prepared for this, like, kind of scaling, in all honesty. Like, they they definitely mm-hmm. are to some extent because they increased prize payout this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they actually, like, fixed some of the prizing and such, too, and all that. And Yeah, they, they increased prize payout, which is nice. Uh, not that I'll ever see any of it, but... Uh, yeah, well, it's nice to know that you can you can just win a regional and you get to worlds. That's of, true like, too. I always reference the Piper Lapine situation: the person who won two regionals and couldn't go to worlds at that point because they didn't have enough yeah. uh, championship points. And it's like, mm. how? How is that okay? You yeah, know? it was kind of like, nuts. That that's insane to me. They did agree with that sentiment, to be fair, and they did drop the yeah. points later on so that Piper would, in fact, be able to go. But yes, mm. yeah, it's it's just one of those things of like. So ridiculous that that's how how this like it was set up. Yeah, absolutely. On uh on my end, I uh, took second place in the Toad School division of PDL. That's finally wrapped Ooh. up. Ooh, congrats, nice. congrats! It turns out if you draft a uh, uh, Palafin, everyone worries about the Palafin, and then you just Latias sweep half your teams. <laughs> so <laughs> well, fair. If if you leave Palafin unchecked, you just kind of lose to just constant water stab. Just 160 attack with, like, 120 base power with stab on top of an item. That's kind of a lot. <laughs> no, I'm aware. What was funny, though, was up until uh, playoffs, I think, Palafin had less than, like, six kills, and my kill leader was Latias yeah. by a large margin. Yeah. But I also had, like, Mega Diancy, and there were other teams. I lost to British Gent. British Gent yeah. played incredibly well. Uh, turns out Mega Gyarados behind Cyclozar subs is kind of terrifying. <laughs> oh, no, totally, though. Yeah. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it took a long time. I have a real uh, habit in these of making playoffs and immediately losing to round one. So I just kept waiting for that to happen. And then I kind of kept winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I mean, other than Pittsburgh, I don't think... I mean, D- DLC obviously happened, which we're going to talk about some more yeah. today, but... Mm-hmm. Which was nice. I mean, uh, I don't... I got in too early on the DLC download, by the way, this week. <laughs> like, I got in too early. Like, I hit the button as soon as it the update posted, and it ended up, like, freezing the download. So I ended up getting it downloaded after everybody else got it downloaded, because I didn't know what was going on. And, mm. like, mm. once I restarted the download, it downloaded in, like, three minutes. Yeah. But uh, it ended up being, it, I sat there for like 15 minutes, like waiting for it at 78% <laughs> and nothing happened. I was, so fun fact about how uh, how uh, Nintendo downloads work, you should definitely just wait like 30 seconds, guys. I promise you it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I want to get in. Let me in. I mean, Let that's me kind of how I felt. That's kind of how I felt. Like, this is the most hyped I've been for anything Pokemon, honestly, in a long time. I felt very good about it. I was the op. I wasn't hyped before. I feel better about it after going on, but I was expecting yeah, yeah. Isle of Armor, where it'd be like an hour and a half of some loose, bad story, 
Yeah. And then a couple of cool fights. And then I just have a new map turn around in. But uh, mm-hmm. as we'll get into the topic, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I don't know. I was happy with it. Yeah. I was just I was just excited. Not because of like the mysteries or anything that they were doing. I was just kind of excited. I think a lot of it's just like nostalgia in the back of my brain to some extent. Like what, some of my happiest Pokemon memories are with the release of X and Y. And mm. I, I think that I think that comes around with like where I was in my life when that happened, because that was 2013. So 2013 was a bigger year for me because that was uh, that was the year that I first started grad school. So I had just moved to a new location, obviously. I'm in a new school, which sounds kind of weird to say when you're like 23, right? To be like, <laughs> I'm in a new school. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I'm in a new program and it's it's an intense program, right? Because uh, mm. in, in physics grad school, they're trying to really like, I don't want to say weed out. I feel like that's a bad way to put it, but that's what it is. It's bad. It's accurate, but it is bad. Well, what I don't, weed out's probably the wrong way to put it. It's probably like too negative. But what they are trying to do is trying to see like how determined you are, right? Like, mm. are you determined enough to put up with all of this and learn these things and learn them well to be able to get your PhD slash master's? And so it's very stressful that first year. And I mean, I had plenty of breakdowns. Like I, I was, there was a time when I was going to go quit and become a teacher and go teach physics instead of become a physicist. Mm. And I, I almost did a couple of times, but I ended up like pulling through, obviously. And so it was just like a very like tumultuous time, but Pokemon's very familiar, right? And X and Y is coming out. So I was very excited. And I think just like the weather around the fall, around fall, like the crisp mornings and everything just like hits this nostalgia like pokemon and chris fall weather just really does it for me <laughs> you know and i don't know it was just, i'm just like oh man that weather's getting good there's gonna be some new pokemon to play oh i'm very excited <laughs> <laughs> i think that's where i was at in, in terms of uh my excitement level i don't know how much of it's nostalgia and how much of it was just like genuine excitement but it did feel good to like i don't know it, it's, it's weird to say it. i'm like i it feels good to have been excited for a pokemon release in terms of the video game. That's like, I think that's my, my driving home point, is it felt good to be excited, because like, it's definitely been a tumultuous few, few years with my relationship with the franchise, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited about it. I don't know, Pokemon got me excited more than I've ever been excited in, a, in the past few years. But yeah, let's go kick it on over then to the, the news, if we're all good. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will cue that epic music. Welcome to the news. In the news, there's a few things to talk about. Not much, honestly, though. Uh, fun fact, there's a Nintendo Direct this week. So one of the things that I'm very annoyed about, and I want to use this as a, as a, as a venue to talk about it, by the way. Um, I have been told by so many people that they are freaking out because the, uh, DLC part two, what is it called? Indigo Disc, uh, has mm-hmm. a release date of April 30th, 2024 on it's everything. A it is a placeholder place date, everybody. Let's calm down. It's still coming out in December. It's, it's going to be it's fine. It's the end of a month, and it's like, that's probably what they consider the end of, like, the winter quarter, which is insane, but, like, they, yeah, it's just it's, like, here's the placeholder date is. in case things go wrong. Like, I don't, I, like, if they say 2023, and then they, like, I don't 
believe they're going to put it to 2024 unless they end up saying something. Yeah, they, they, they will make an announcement that they it's will, been delayed. Exactly. Yes. Like, they're not going to... Yes. It's, it's, it's still probably going to be December or, like, November. It's going to be this year, probably, unless, again, it is, it's gonna be they December. say something. It's going to be assumed, December. I assume December at the latest, but, like... It will, it'll be December. They've got too much stuff tied up in the TCG and things. They've pushed yeah. out buggy games before. What's it going to change? Yeah, look at Scarlet and Violet, just, like... <laughs> no, it's also... They, uh... Uh, they did a thing at the end of the Nintendo Direct of like all of the things that are coming to the Switch, uh, in in order of release date, and mm-hmm. uh, they they solidly put uh DLC Part Two way before the like before the stuff that came out next year, so they do anticipate uh the Indigo Disc coming out in December. So I, that's <laughs> that's that's it. Uh, they also did show Detective Pikachu two footage if anybody cares. But yeah, uh, Scarlet Violet news. We had some updates. Yeah, the DLC gave us updates. Um, I am very glad they fixed the box lag, so now I can, like, really, fa- like, scroll through my boxes and know what the hell I'm looking at. Yeah, that's it's very nice. nice. And then also the thing that makes it easier for people who, uh, mainly for Synesty, but, uh, the outbreaks will show the form, so if you have an authentic Synesty break, or outbreak, it will, t- it'll show up, like, at the question mark, because unless you've caught it, you know? Like, it will, mm-hmm. it will show you what form it is for that outbreak and not, like, just the Pokemon. So for, I guess, more or less for the new Sinister, or the, with a Poltergeist, there we go. Gotta remember the name mm-hmm. now. But Poltergeist, like, so if you have an authentic Poltergeist outbreak, it'll show up with a question mark, assuming you haven't caught one. Yeah. Which is very nice. But, uh, yeah, it's just been, like, honestly, the box leg is my thing I'm very happy about. Yeah, the like, box I leg can... is, it's nice to have, like, I don't know, I, I thought, the box leg was one of the things that was my biggest annoyance with the original release. I can because, do it because I can deal with a bit of buggy gameplay and stuff, but that was just like yeah. I can't even like I can't even organize my boxes because it takes like five minutes for the thing to load up. Like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, it was obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Unite, well, I, I guess. Yeah. I was gonna say, speaking of obnoxious, uh, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't, know. I don't blame you for that determination. Since it's uh, <laughs> Blaziken's been released, and since it's a new Pokemon, I can only imagine it's uh, horribly broken, so use yeah. it while it's still broken. I, I don't know if they've even announced what's next, or if this is the end of their mini little roadmap for the uh, we, for a little bit. We know well, no, they definitely have like ghost next. types coming. They have to have a ghost yeah. type. Mimikyu's next. I don't remember if we have anything past that that's officially revealed. I'm just waiting because at some point they're gonna drop, uh, gonna drop. I don't know, Sprigatito or something. Oh, that is I one think, that's coming. I, that's that actually is one that's coming. coming actually, that, that was actually that was the one leaked. after it. it is. Oh, okay. No, that no, it's actually, not released. I believe it. It's actually revealed. I believe that's the first. Oh, is it Gen properly revealed? Finally, I believe it is. Yeah, I remember them showing the uh, the showcase of like the unite move of it. Just like it just struts down the center lane, and it's just like some AOE like sparkle or something. I don't remember. I just, you know, what I was hoping for was Flower Trick would just have global range. So you're just doing your own thing, and all of a sudden a little plant falls on you, and you take a bunch of damage. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But, you know, Spurgatito, I, I, I there might be something past it, but I think it's, I think it is, like, because I think um the last, like, direct we had was, like, they were talking about Mute 2, then it was, yes. just, like, Blaziken, Mimikyu, then they, like, revealed Spurgatito, and it's like, oh, okay, here you go, he's the first Gen 9 Pokemon in Unite. And it's, mm-hmm. and I don't think we have anything past that. I want to say I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> On the uh, Pokemon Go front, 
We've got a few things. Uh, first of all, there's a Robin Community Day, September 23rd. So it's actually something semi-useful, uh, which is shocking nowadays. Uh, also, there's an event called the Psychic Spectacular. Uh, this actually, they have one of these every year. Um, it runs this year from the uh, 20th of September to the 24th. Uh, and it adds shiny solosis to the game, and you get bonus experience for curveballs. So, yay! And if you're doing any of those things that require you to catch a bunch of psychics, there you go. That which there were a lot of those this year so far. So this is actually that'll run that'll run through the community community day. Well, it'll probably get paused. Well, they usually like there's just so many grubbin that it's just going to drown out any psychic Pokemon that you see on the community day, but. But it technically does run through it, but yeah, it'll probably drown out. But uh, onto the TCG stuff, uh, the McDonald's now has the Pokemon cards and toys and stuff in the U.S., so we've got that now. Woo! I uh, can't wait for some influencer to buy a hundred of them. At least the last ones, I think, were, uh, I think they're cheap, actually, thankfully. It was they only, did the it pretty well ones this are, time. Like, the expensive ones right now, I think, are still like the, uh, what's it called, the one, the 25th anniversary ones, because there's just yeah. so many cards. Because usually it only has like 12. But instead, they decided, yeah, we're just going to do 50. <laughs> yeah, they they learned from that one time during COVID. Yeah. Where they put, like, actual things in there that they can just calm it down. I think, I, I haven't looked at the actual set, but it doesn't, I didn't hear anything spectacular, so. There's only one card there that I can think of that's worth anything, and that's just a Titan, because I think uh, the, the Zorobox decks run it. Yes. Because it's yes. a double colorless that does, like, a bunch of damage if you have a special energy, so it's like, that's, like, the only card that's, like worth anything, but I haven't seen Zorobox do anything in the last, like... Oh, it's not doing months. anything real. Let me tell you no. that. No, but if you want to play it, that's, like, the only blink card I could think of, other than, I guess, a Pikachu. Cool. Pikachu. Woo! Yeah. But, um... Yay. Yeah. Uh, but they also announced the, uh, TCG Illustration Contest for this year, and, uh, submissions run through the end of January, and the theme is Magical Pokemon Moments. Okay. And the, uh, the Pokemon that are allowed... Or that you can choose from are Charizard, Pikachu, Eevee, what a shock, uh, Feraligator, Flygon, oh, Absol, Bidoof, Melmetal, Amped Up Toxtricity, we don't care about the other Toxtricity, unfortunately, and Coridon. Okay, to be fair, the other Toxtricity is not nearly as cool as Amped Up tra- Toxtricity. Oh, totally, I- but I just feel like, oh, we're just gonna, we're gonna show one, like, they don't call it Amped Up Toxtricity and the card, it's just Toxtricity, so I don't see why that matters, but okay, you know? Yeah. Like, it, I, it's just like, alright, I guess you can only do that one, they don't want the other one, even though it's like, unless maybe they're planning on doing a an EX or something for it, who knows, I don't know. Yeah. But these are probably going to be separate promos anyways, like the last one was like Pokemon Center, where they had just mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, if you buy like 20 bucks and put this code in. Oh, yeah, they had the code lottery too, you had to like sign up for the code. So you'll probably yeah. like, get the code, buy 20 bucks, put the code in, get your promos. Yeah. But, it's, it's nice to see that we're possibly getting a Feraligator card, though. Yeah. Because that's, like, that's what the thing with they look at these and go, like, okay, Feraligator, Flygon, Absol, like, these might come somewhere. Like, Absol's here and there. But, like, Flygon and Feraligator, you don't usually see that often. No, Flygon and uh, Feraligator do get forgotten pretty often. There was one in the uh, Sword and Shield block, though. All right. Well, uh, next piece of news. This is actually pretty exciting news, it's, I think. Yeah. The first wave of uh, the 151 set releases in the U.S. this week. Yeah, this Friday so, it comes out. Yeah, please don't commit crimes to get it. Yeah, I know. I think it, well, I think it's going to be overprinted like crazy, in all honesty. Hopefully. I still need to get the Pokemon Center ETB or at least pick up that promo. I'm still like, uh, 
Yeah, the, there's all that comes out this week, I believe, are the uh, booster bundles, the uh, elite the trainer boxes, ETBs. and there, no, there's also and, the poster collection that comes out as well. Right. Yeah, they're like one of the yeah the box sets. Yeah. Then the week after, no, it's like two weeks from. It's now. two it's weeks like after first. for the for the big view 151 thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the sixth of October mm-hmm. is that yeah. thing's release. Yeah, so that comes out a little bit later. But that's uh yeah, so 151 comes out this week. So look out for that. Um I I my only worry is that I know it's going to be very popular with just collectors. Like I I went I went to NAIC with some of my old friends from uh college. Um and we were hanging out and they they were like really into the Pokemon card idea um about like collecting again. And they're just like, well, what what we would get? And like, I had them open some packs with me and stuff like that. They're like, ah, these are okay, but like, I don't know most of these Pokemon. I'm like, oh, then you want this set that's coming out not in September? I showed them 151, and they're just like, oh yeah, we kind, I want to collect this. I I am so glad that we are getting the set numbering that Japan had. Yeah, because I always thought we weren't getting that. I was worried about, but now that. that we are, it's so nice. Japan has it ordered in like numerical, so like Bulbasaur is one, U2 and then Charmander is, is four. Yeah, yeah. Because usually how they do it, they they put it the set numbers it's like by types instead of like mm-hmm. actual like dex number. But for one fifty one, they're literally doing it one to one fifty one, and then like the last like what fourteen cards are like trainers, I they're think, trainers, like that, yeah. or like bling cards, which is well, fine. I know there's de- I know there's full arts and stuff too. So oh yeah, they're totally there's illustrator rares too and all that. But like, yeah, I'm just glad that like I'm glad we're at least getting that numbering because that's just cool. That's mm-hmm. a cool thing if you're doing a smaller set anyways. It's just it's nice a cool to set. To, yeah. It's a cool set. Uh might be something I try to I try to get collected and stuff, because I don't think it'll be that bad. There might be a couple like the Charizard'll probably be bad, but like it's I don't think it'll even I don't even know if the Charizard will be that bad. I think the I don't think it'll be that be okay. bad. I it, it's for the set in general, Charizards are usually like the worst cards. Like even the one illustrator, like the Charizard just from Obsidian Flames is like at least 20 bucks maybe 15 now i don't know if it's dropped but like it's, it's like dropping, 20 bucks because it's not that good yeah uh even the illustrator one is going down too the, the illustrator one is going down a lot yeah no i think it's like last i checked with 80 or it's like 70 yeah. high 70s so i'm like yeah and that was 100 bucks it, like a few weeks ago yeah yeah it definitely was more it's, they're, they're definitely going down it's just like it'll be rough for a little while at the very least like you'll have a good window to pick them up for probably really cheap but it's like yeah you just gotta gauge it right yeah, I think it'll be fine. The next thing you know, it does good and it just shoots up in price and then you just kick mm. yourself. But yeah. All right. Coming. Well, uh, that is it for the news. We do have Puckle's, uh, Puckle's Pokey Opinion. If you were artistic, which I'm glad they added that qualifier, which Pokemon would you choose to illustrate for the TCG contest this year? I would, I would have, it's, it's magical moments. I already got the picture in my mind. Uh, it's just a feraligator. Yes, tell us about your uh, how you draw your, uh, your feraligator thatch. Yeah, uh, he would be sitting down at the uh-huh. edge of a pond with his little feet sticking out in front of him, and like he would have like either like a volbeat or a cutie fly or like something just like landing on his nose. I think it'd be real cute. <laughs> That's very good. That's a magical moment in Pokemon. Somebody could take this idea and run with it. By the way, uh, I I give you full credit. To go ahead and do it. If you do, I just, all like, I ask is that you share the art with me. <laughs> like, I don't want another Bidoof, but I would just imagine a Bidoof with a little, like, withered hat and a, like, it's holding a stick and trying to be, like, a magician. Oh, well, that, you, that, it, it's got, there's, like, a poster of a Del Fox or something, and it's trying yeah, to make it. It's, yeah, oh, it's that's, got, like, a that's stick adorable, in, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be you adorable. see, like, a tree where it took, it just bit the stick off of or something and it's holding it yeah. and just trying to imitate. That's pretty like, good, I actually. Could, 
Like, Bidoof is an easy Pokemon to make something like that because you get, like, the, like, the comedy of Bidoof. Not that I even care about Bidoof, honestly, but, like. Yeah, like, it's, it's an easy Pokemon. It's an easy Pokemon. Yeah, it's an easy Pokemon you can just go, oh, I can make this thing silly. Yeah, I think, I think what I would do is, uh, just go full Makoto Shinkai Starbox, like a beautiful sky. And mm-hmm. uh, have Karaidon looking up at it with, you know, one of the Gen 9 trainers sitting on its back, just going, <gasps> you know, that very like a, classic, you know, yeah, yeah like a stargazer pose. Yeah. Yeah. You can just do it like, oh, you're at a picnic and you're like stargazing with the picnic table in the background or like off to the side or something and just make yeah. it, turn that into a scene. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be it for our new segment. We're going to kick everything on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to Pokey Quiz. This is the part of the show where we quiz your co-host. Thank you for that introduction. We're going to jump right on into it with uh, your first question today. And this is from G. McP, and it is a true or false question. True or false, in Pokemon X and Y, baby Pokemon caught in the wild are guaranteed to have three random IVs of 31. So I think this is true because I think what happens is it gives all Pokemon that you cannot breed... Uh, if they're in that group, it gives them 331 IVs. I think that's why it happens. That seems plausible. I think that was X and Y was the first game that actually implemented that. And I can totally see them having made the oversight of these Pokemon evolve and therefore leave that egg group at some point. Because nothing else yeah, changes egg I, groups I, when it evolves. I can, I can easily see a thing like, if the thing can't breed, it's just got a perfect 30. Like, I can easily see that was the flag they marked. And I'm willing, I'm just willing to say that was true just out of curiosity. Like, yeah, like, it's more it. interesting to be true, right? Yeah, right, yeah. I'm like, I'd rather it be true than not true at this point, because that sounds inter- it does sound interesting, so. <laughs> uh, it is true. That makes uh, sense, okay. It is true, for exactly the reasons you've said. Uh, they yeah. were in the No Eggs Discovered A group <laughs> that the Legendaries were in, and they're yep. just like, who's going to catch this Mr. Bi- or this Vime Jr.? <laughs> so, yeah, that's wow, true. Wow, you raised an Elekid? Cool, have 331 IVs <laughs> yeah. for not waiting, I guess. I guess. <laughs> you, you, need a, you need to breed a perfect Pokemon in, like, X and Y, and you don't have a, a Ditto? Here you go. Just go catch, mm-hmm. a, like, the baby one of it and just, uh, assuming it falls in that category. All right. Well, you're, that's your one for one. Your next question is going to come to you from Smeargle19. What was the first Pokemon to be distributed via Nintendo Wi-Fi connection? So this would be, oh. like, the Gen 4 Wi-Fi. What is the first Pokemon that was distributed via Nintendo Wi-Fi connection? Mm. I this is like Pokemon history. I don't no. I think Jirachi's initial. No, I don't. But what was the what was the like early? I remember. I remember the Mew in Gen three. I don't know anything before that. 
but I bet there is not. I bet Mew was not the first one to be distributed. Uh, my 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 f- knee jerk is that I would s- think um, that we guess the the most distributed Pokemon of all time, which is uh Jirachi, because like a mil because Jirachi's been given a Tenabata basically every year forever. Yeah, that does make sense though too. I'm just I'm just thinking like. Easily for, I don't remember what Japan got on their Coliseum stuff, cause I know we got Jirachi on the disc, I just don't remember what they got. They got, no, they got, uh, Jirachi another way, but also those. Yeah. I'm willing to go with Jirachi, cause I do feel like that makes sense. Like, the event, like Tanabata, whatever, and just, like, it does, it does make sense. Cause I, I, I just don't really know. Like, it's like, and we're talking about or, a Pokemon, not like an item, right? Oh, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's a po- the first Pokemon to be distributed, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Via Wi-Fi. Via Wi-Fi. Via Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was definitely... Gen- yeah, I'm, I'm okay with saying Jirachi. Sure, yeah. I, I can't think of anything else. There's probably, there's probably something in Gen 2 I bet we're probably missing, but I just don't know what Japan like distributions are. I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're locking in Jirachi, then? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, Jirachi is correct. Okay. Um, Jirachi oh. was the uh, first one given out online. Uh, we, there was an event, uh, I believe it was the, uh, oh my gosh, what is it called? Um, th- there was Jirachi some event Wishmaker? where, uh, I don't know. It wasn't the Wishmaker Jirachi. That one was the one you got on the Coliseum bonus disc. Uh, it was in mm. 2000, it was in 2009 in Japan, but 2010 in the US, uh, they gave out one with the Draco Meteor, <laughs> um, as an attack. And that was the first Pokemon that was ever given away on the, uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, oh, the fact I, that I it took them, like, a whole year post the game coming I, out for that to happen is kind of insane to me, well, but that's fine. Well, because Wi-Fi wasn't, like, not everyone had it. Or yeah. three years. Yeah, no, no, Wi-Fi wasn't big back then. I remember... I was also uh, totally misreading, misunderstanding the question, so I'm glad that was it. <laughs> that was the, uh, that was the first, first one, like, though. distribution, and it's not Wi-Fi the most. Oh, not first distribution. This is the first Wi-Fi distribution. Yeah, right, yeah, and that's what I didn't think. I didn't, like... I heard it. The first it distribution would have just it, been Mew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, See, that's yeah. what I was thinking. First distribution, not first Wi-Fi. Just, I, yeah. One in one ear, one out the other. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys are two for two. Your next question is your Pokedex entry question, as always. And this is going to come to you from Albatross and Eagle 13. It's Pokemon Y entry reads. It chews its way through boulders with its sturdy jaws. Its eyes can see in the darkness underground. Who's that Pokemon? Which That's entry was this? X and Y? Pokemon Y. Pokemon Y. It chews its way through boulders with its sturdy jaws. Its eyes can see in the darkness underground. That that could be so many things. Yeah. So it's it it's a burrowing Pokemon, and it has with night a, vision. With a jaw. <sighs> like a like a strong jaw. Yeah. A strong jaw. I will tell you it doesn't but that get a ability strong jaw. Was, I'll tell you it doesn't uh, didn't, yeah, it doesn't have the strong jaw ability, I'll tell you that much. Well, yeah, because in Gen 6, the only thing that did was Tyrant, and I guess Mega Sharpedo, but that wouldn't have had a dex entry. No. And doesn't live underground. Yet. <laughs> does, <laughs> out, outside of uh, BDSP, it does not live underground. Yet. Don't. Don't do this to me, Shamu. Um, oh, I'm trying to let's see if I can give you a, an additional entry for free. Okay. Um, just because this is it is semi vague, I do I do agree with that. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take a look at the uh, the entry. This is gonna be from I believe uh, Diamond version. Uh, tempered okay. underground under high pressure and heat, 
Its body is harder than any metal. Laron? Like, that would chew. It does sound like that. Uh, I'm gonna say Laron. Laron. that actually, yeah. Laron is unfortunately incorrect. Uh, uh, you're kind of on the correct lines, though. Uh, the next entry is gonna come to you from Pokemon Black and White. Uh, and it says, It is thought that its body transformed as a result of iron accumulating internally from swallowing soil. Uh, Steelix? What? I don't know. Honestly. It would have to have gained the steel type. I'm gonna say Steelix, and they don't I realize don't. that we just gave that thing a steel supplement before yeeting it through the blind eternities in a trade. I honestly have no idea, so I'm okay with it at this point. I, I, I'm thrown off from a Gen Y to a Gen 4, and now we have a black and white entry. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna right. say Steelix. Steelix is correct. Okay. Uh, you guys are a three for three. Your next an- question is going to be your multiple answer question. You guys can get up to three points on this. Um, there are, uh, there are six answers. So for every two answers, I'll give you a point. This is from Trev the Late Night Legend. What six baby Pokemon evolve at a set level? So- Helikid, Magby, Smoochum. Yeah. Uh, all three of those are correct. I, I assume you locked those in. Uh, yeah. Yes. With that Tyrogue. Yep, Tyrogue is one. That is four. That is four. That is correct. There are two more. Do we have strikes? Oh. Uh, you have strikes. Three strikes and you're out. Tox- uh, Toxel. Toxel is correct. One more. What other? I'm one of the things, like, I get to go immediately to, like, the dark level. I know. I'm just like, what baby Pokemon are left? So, Happini, uh, Junior, Bonsai are not. They are not. Yeah. They evolve via a, a move or happiness or item. Togepi evolves with happiness. Yep. Cleffa evolves with happiness. Iglybuff as well. Pichu as well. What um. Other, what other? Ryolu is happiness. Iglybuff is happiness. Happy. Iglybuff, Cleffa, Pichu, though they're all happiness as well. Yeah. Um, Azuril? Azuril is also friendship. Chingling is happiness, I'm pretty sure. I think it's like happiness at night or something, or during morning or day or something. I think it had a restriction on it. Mm. Ryalu, I know, is happiness. Much like with also happiness. Um, Stupid kids, you gotta be nice to them. Why can't we just kick them around? Let them learn frustration. Oh, wait. Uh, uh, what about why not? I think why not is level. I think it's level 20. Sure. Why not? I think. Why not? Why not? Why not? Is correct. <laughs> Uh, it's level 15, okay. I believe. I believe it's level 15. Or, oh, yeah, 15's right. Yeah, 15's sure. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That Pokemon not being friendship actually makes a lot of sense, because it's hard to keep that thing in battle. Oh, for well, it sure. Also wants, it also wants to get hit, so it can, like, smack you back. Exactly. That's true, yeah. Uh, so you guys are six for four. We're on to your last question, as always. And this is always a base stat question. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead, and we're going to ask you this from Zay Paladin. Uh, both my options were from Zay Paladin today. <laughs> the question was, uh, which fully evolved Swift Swim Pokemon has the lowest base speed to make that Swift Swim absolutely useless? That would be Beartick, I think, or did the recounting, like, I don't remember if it lost it or not. I thought Beartick got it. No, Beartick does, but Beartick's speed isn't that, it's like... It's like 55... But I guess it is usable. There, there is stuff that's slower. Um, I think because I know that's the the ability that 
that uh, Kara Costa gets, and I can't remember if it speeds like twenty. It's not twenty, but it is. It's low. bad enough where after a shell smash, it still gets routinely outsped. Um, Kara Costa sounds better than Beartick, to me, honestly. I know it's, it's like I think it's that lower. or the other turtle, but I think Dreadnought's at least like Dreadnought's okay. Dread Dreadnought's a thing higher than Beartick actually, or at least close enough. I think mm-hmm. Karakoth is probably slower, because if that is, like, you can't shelf bat, like, shelf mesh and use Swift Swim, that sounds reasonable to be slower. Yeah. If, if it could shell smash, Swift Swim, and it isn't, that, that tells me that it's gotta be, like, abysmal. I'm gonna go with Karakosta. Sure, I'm okay with that. I, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head for a fully evolved Pokemon. Karakosta <laughs> is correct. Um, it is a base speed of 32. Uh, yeah. Uh, second place goes to Armaldo at 45. Right, Armaldo, the ones here, yeah. <laughs> and third place goes to Beartick with 50. Uh, Dreadnought's base speed's actually like 74. Sure. It's not that bad. Huh. Yeah, I guess Dreadnought it's just was like of... decent, yeah. I remember that one being like, okay. I guess it's one of those Pokemon where uh, it was made late enough where they weren't crippling things for no reason. Mm hmm. No, Dreadnought is actually pretty decent. I, uh, as a Pokemon, I'm I'm just disappointed. Dreadnought never got to be just like a standalone Pokemon, and Choodle exists. Yeah, Choodle's the worst. All my homies hate Choodle. Oh well, I'm like looking at these speeds too. Like some of these too. Corbis is 52. Wow. Yeah, but uh, it also has Shell Smash. Yeah. yeah, sure, but it's also a 52 Swift Swimmer with no other options. So <laughs> look, yeah. they can give me a re- a, a regional oh, no, Corbis Huntail evolution. I guess it's fine. You can you can do uh, Breath Talk Rain. It's fine. God. Rest talk rain. We're doing rest talk with hydration? I don't know. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I was just thinking rest and I just said rest talk. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead here and I'm going to add in some points. You guys got eight today, uh, which does in fact change up the, uh, the standings. So let me go hmm. find that. Uh, this is a race to 40 to remind you all. Um, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to let you know in first place is still Seth Vila with 25. However, now in second place, we've got Linian with 22. Uh, t- in third, we've got a two-way tie between Shark and Dr. Shamu at 20. Uh, Whimsicott is in fifth with 17. We've got a two-way tie for sixth place between Mark and Sublime at 14. In eighth place, we got a tie between Sigma and Jushiro at 12. And bringing up the rear, we got Claude 9 at 6. So it's a race to 40, still anybody's game. Let's see who can get there. Until next time, you can tune into next week's episode for another episode of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Until then, we're kicking it on over to the topic. Are you addicted to cardboard like myself and Seth? Maybe you want to pick up a booster box of Obsidian Flames next week. Well, the best way to do it is to support the show by going to trollandtoad.com and using code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout. Whenever you do so, we get a small kickback and we really appreciate the support. So make sure if you're buying anything, whether it's Pokemon, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, you can head on over to trollandtoad.com and use code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout to get a 5% kickback for using the code and supporting the show. We appreciate everything you guys do, and we will catch you on the flip-flop. Welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be the Teal Mask DLC. Thoughts, impressions, uh, expressions of outrage. I mean, there aren't many of those. Well, there's one. I think there's one that I think we can all talk about, but 
Uh, just before we dive into it, I just want to let everybody know that there are spoilers in this episode because I think it's very hard to talk about this without including any details about the game uh, or the DLC, mostly because it's, it's I would say it's roughly like a four or five hour adventure at most. Yeah, you could probably get eight hours worth in total of like doing other side stuff, but like it's if you do if you take your time, it's going to take you like eight hours, I think. Y- yeah, uh, at most it's yeah. It's an appropriate amount of content. It's just not enough where we can talk about it in multiple long form bursts. Yes, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's more, it's more than there was in Isle of Armor, right? Like Isle of Armor. I, I think that's obviously like the comparison to make, right? Yeah. How, how do you compare this to Isle of Armor? And obviously, I, or I think we could all agree that the story is just much more present and there. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, there's more. St- story i would say it's just like i don't care with how they did it like i I don't care with the present the presentation they implemented it very oddly um there are points so uh you do have the new characters uh carmine and kieran who are i guess those are going to be like your new buddies essentially in the dlc because i i just assume yeah because they're very clearly showing up again right like no no, well it's when you end it when you're done it just says to be continued yeah yeah so my assumption is that I mean, they both go to the Blueberry Academy. We're going to Blueberry Academy and DLC too. Yeah, exactly. And Blueberry and Blueberry Academy, by the way, was announced to be or wasn't announced, but was uh, shown to be in Hoenn or not Hoenn, uh, Unova. Unova, uh, which is uh, both terrifying and cool to me, <laughs> <laughs> because like if this is just like remake writing on the wall, please, please don't let it be remake writing on the wall. But I, I do think it's very. I, I like that we are going back to Unova in some way. I did really like. Uh, the story, though, the fact that we had one and it was very present, it was very forefront. And I, I honestly, after I thought about it a little while, I'm just like, that's kind of just been the story of Scarlet and Violet, though, has been I've been very impressed with the story. Yeah, it's like, oh, there was a, a it was I have I can't believe I'm going to say this, but let's rip the bandaid off. I wish the game had taken a little bit of fake agency away. Yes, <laughs> because if they had just like never given me a chance to p- pick an option. Yeah. I would have felt less bad. <laughs> yeah, there was a there's there's a point where they uh you have to like lie to Kieran and that obviously like awakens something in him by the way, which I hope gets explained. I like it has to be. And they they've done a, a lot of interesting seating like if you ever Briar's whole thing is basically she shows up and says, "Hi, I'm not important to this one, but remember that I'm here." <laughs> yeah, remember that I'm here. Yeah. Shh. Oh my god. She gave me so many weird vibes. Well, she's she's definitely very much into, like, because pr- she's a descendant of Heath. She's very much into, like, proving that he wasn't crazy, uh, which makes me wonder if she's the reason that we get stuff. We get the Paradox Pokemon of, like, Verizion, and, like, we get she's the reason for, like, Walking Wake. Yeah, if her imagination pulls them into existence kind of thing. If she's the one that does that, because I can see Professor Turo and Professor uh, Sada. Like, I understand the Paradox Pokemon we currently have, but I imagine that the other... The other three are because she wants to like prove that that Heath was correct, and she pulls that she pulls them out of somewhere. But uh, I mean, this is very speculative at this point because they just they like opened up more cans of worms. I feel like than anything. They raised questions. They they raised a lot of questions. Uh, the one thing that I thought was very interesting in Kitakami is they just have more terrestrial crystals. Yeah, just unaddressed terrestrial crystals. So now I have they just don't bring this up. I have to assume that they are coming out of the earth. Because at this point, I thought it was going to be like an impact site, but then why is there one in Kitakami? 
they're they're in Kitakami, and then we kind of see it as well in the Blueberry Academy with how they're de- they're uh, separating the uh, the things in their terrarium or the terrarium, yeah. But yeah, but that one was was at least text someone else could have put in. These are very clearly naturally occurring and have been for centuries. I do agree with you. Uh, this is it. Just feels very like uh, they. So uh, Briar does make there's like a I don't want to call it a throwaway line because it probably isn't a throwaway line when we get the second half of the DLC. It's it's unaddressed in this arc. Yeah, uh, she does say like, oh, hey, this this could help me if I study these crystals here at the top of the mountain in Kitakami. I can probably I can maybe this will unlock the secret to bring terrestrialization to other regions. Mm-hmm. One, I think, is a. Uh, really cool plot point, and, and in terms of like the way the Pokemon franchise has been operating lately, in terms of like, hey, new mechanic, just d- ditch it after the next game. I find that very interesting because the whole the whole gimmick with at least uh, Z moves and Gigantamax slash Dynamax has been like these are region specific phenomenon. I just can't wait for her to be evil so it never happens. <laughs> That's what I wanted to get to for a second because I didn't I didn't call I didn't see that line. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause I didn't see the line you're talking about. I didn't. I didn't even catch it. But the one I caught was at the top of the mountain. She's like, "Oh, if I like, I can unlock." She she like name drops Terrapagos. Like unlock Terrapagos is like new form. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no." Well, she she knew she knew about it from the book. She knew she knows about it because she has a copy of the Scarlet slash Violet book. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just saying though, but how she said it and other things she's saying. I have a feeling she's gonna do something, and it's gonna be like I'm the villain, even though I did like I did an oopsie, and now I'm the villain type of thing. I feel I feel like she's because she gives me she gives me like crazy scientist vibes in a way of like I'm just going to I'm like I have tunnel vision, I want my terrestrialized dream, I'm just gonna go for it, and then something's gonna happen. I'm like, I'm like oh no, what happened? I feel like she's gonna. And also, given the fact that there's randomly a kid under her care who can raise the dead. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Okay, the fact that Kieran, like, you lied to him and he gets angry enough that he, like, punches a statue and brings Pokemon that have passed away back to life is very concerning to me. I have a weird, I have a weird feeling that's, like, I don't think it's the crystal. Some people have been saying, like, so he, he picked up the chip of the crystal and that's what caused it. I just think those Pokemon might, like, feed off of negative emotion or something. I haven't read the Dex entry, so... No, they haven't though, because their whole thing is that they're ju- they were just normal Pokemon until they interact with some neurotoxin that boosted their intelligence. Oh, that is what, okay. But to me, because remember, okay, so this is this is literally just coming to me, and I'm I'm sleep deprived, so maybe I'm just crazy, all right? But the leading theory is that the power of imagination is what brings these is what uh, causes these Pokemon to show up, right? So we're thinking, so we're thinking it's paradox Pokemon, essentially. Has a part well no that Kieran has a particular view of those Pokemon that they are particularly heinous and evil. Mm. Oh, which appears to be true, but it might be that Kieran is somehow pulling the power of imagination to bring them back as he sees them. That makes sense to a degree. From what we've known so far, that does seem. I don't like, like that. That makes sense because I don't want to believe that's the way it works. Yeah, but also it doesn't make a ton of sense because everything else supports. Th- them having always sucked like that <laughs> but also we know that there's crystals at the top of the mountain which means there's probably a good chunk of them inside the mountain well we don't know no it could be the hollow side but like or just it's literally in the water but yeah exactly like it's in the water you know so it's just all around it's in the spring that he went up and spent a lot of time at yeah that's true it's very I don't know. It's interesting to me. Yeah, they also make they do make a point of like pointing out that he's very moody a couple times. 
Yeah, and and going and everyone saying this is not only unusual for him, but like above and beyond normal teenager bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's very uh, it's very clear that something is going on with him. Uh, I but yeah, yeah. I the story the story is interesting. I don't like that they make us lie. Um, it's a very odd choice. It just feels. Yeah, it feels like there could have been, I mean, this is extra dev time, but like a choose one where you either lie to Kieran and then that sets his sister off. Yeah, that's fair. Or you uh, side with her and it sets Kieran off. Can we talk about how Carmine is also terrible, but she's just the worst. She also wants to be, she also wants to be just like an evil team boss, right? Because when you're going around fighting the loyal three... Um, in their Titan forms, by the way, I think the way they handled like the quote unquote like Titan battles that we had it throughout all of these were very well done. Yes, it was good. Oh yeah, they were cool. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed these these Titan battles. I think they were fantastic and some of the best. Like this was some of the best Pokemon content I have played. It was very solid. Outside of just like in terms of just like the battles and the challenges and stuff like that, I thought it was actually very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was almost BDSP levels of good. There, there was a lot that was really, a lot that's really good. Other than that one weird quirk, uh, I even liked a lot of the story. I enjoyed that I have a, a, a Pokemon team member that has canonically killed four people. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, three. Uh, but yeah, no, she beat them to death with the club. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> On top of that. I feel like Kieran and Carmine are, like, the worst part of this DLC. They, I would agree, yeah. Their their characterizations, like, I'm gonna be mean to my brother. Why is he, why is he angry? Like, what do you, what do you think? Do you not know what you just said? Yeah, they, it's like, it's just, like, familial abuse. Yeah, and then Kieran goes full Joker arc, which I didn't, like, people are like, oh, he's the worst. I'm like, I, no, he's just a, he's a moody kid, and something else seems to be going on. I don't hate him, but also, what? <laughs> Why is this the arc? <laughs> yeah, Kieran is uh very odd. I but like I was very impressed with the uh the battles against him and also Carmine. Like they consistently gave the more Peko from Carmine a uh, a focus sash which I really appreciated that they So you could see it's really fun new animation where it gets hungry or eats a snack. Do, okay, the animations for some of the returning Pokémon were actually really good. I was actually like I said this about Scarlet and Violet too when we got well, we got those and saying that the animations were fantastic. And I stand by that with all of the new Pokemon as well. Or the returning Pokemon, I should say. Mm-hmm. I think it just gives them all a new life. And I I like seeing things evolve in the past decade in Pokemon, right? Like when we first got 3D models and a lot of them just got washed out and felt very lifeless to this is very nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the, uh, <clears throat> the side content is uh, pretty good, specifically. Mm-hmm the the uh blood moon yeah ursaluna where it starts playing the noble battle theme when it shows up well even then before that when you'd have to do the uh the picture side quest mm-hmm. like if you listen to the background music that's all pla background music yeah i i love that i was just like wow this is they're really like trying to bring a piece of pla into this game and i can really really feel it <laughs> and and on top of that, you catch Blood Moon Ursaluna, which is his whole thing, and I don't understand his existence. It's really cool. I like it a lot. <laughs> I think I think it's cool. I just don't understand his existence. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, it's a little weird that it just popped up out of nowhere, but it is a cool thing, and I'm glad they kind of turned it on its head for what it does, which is cool, but, like... Yeah, it's a really slow special attacker, and they gave it uh, a normal-type boom burst slash gigaton hammer. Yeah, I I would love to have seen... Uh, the Titan battle against that also was very difficult, and I very li- much like that. Um, I, I do... I do wish they would give us a way to evolve an Ursa Ring into one at some point, but that's fine. Like that's that's I think that's my I think that's my only gripe with the existence of Blood Moon Ursa Luna is that there's no way for us to evolve an Ursa Ring into one. Yeah. I actually don't mind it too much because it felt very much like this was a legendary Pokemon that happened to be an Ursa Luna. It's definitely meant to be. Uh I would feel much better if even we could evolve a regular Ursa Ring into a regular Ursa Luna. Oh no, that's what is exactly what I was going to say is I don't feel bad about it. The fact that I can't get a normal Ursa Luna, I act, I am annoyed by. I think that's like the one thing that I expected us to get in this DLC that we didn't get was a way to evolve a lot of the Hisuian Pokemon. Or at least catch more than one of them. Yeah, well, I'm very... It, it, so, uh, thankfully, the DLC um, uh, being released, like, dug up and leaked everything else uh, from the next decks. And it looks like Cleavor's in the next decks, which is kind of nice. Um, so maybe something will come of that. I am hoping. Yeah, cause I can kind of just see, like, we're going to Blueberry, here's the terrestrialization thing, here's a bunch of, like, she's doing research on stuff, too, so there's a good chance we can get a bunch of access to the technology or something, and it's- I just imagine in the terrarium, they- Or it could just be something, or even in the terrarium, they're in the wild, you know, they could have just, like, here's this extinct Pokemon we got a hold of, and we've let it multiply and found out ways for it to, to thrive- I, I just imagine they, they accidentally, like, dig up, like, the Black Augurate or something, and maybe we get Peep Block at the same time, which I hope is the case. Uh, that that would be my hope. I feel like if we get if we get the way to evolve one, we'll get the way to evolve the other, I feel. Oh, I think you'll get those two. I, like, the ones I'm still worried about are, like, Weirdeer and Quillfish. I, I just, I, and I, I was just like, oh, there's no way they can't allow us to evolve these, and then I just remember Meltan exists, and then my logic goes out the window. It's alright, Unity's dying, it'll take Pokemon Go with it, and then Pokemon will finally add the Thunderstone evolution they've clearly wanted to. They clearly need it too, right? Like, um I think this is the I think this is actually the first game where you can evolve a nose pass with a Thunderstone. Mm-hmm. Uh which is very nice. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Pokemon, for making that canon. I think we knew about that before. Uh it wasn't in BDSP. We knew it was possible, but it's the only time you've been able to catch one. So yeah, it's the only time you've been able to catch catch one. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. Finally, Pokemon, I appreciate you making uh, Nose Pass a Stone Evolution. Thank you. Uh, um, I think the map was also very good too. Like just the area that we got, Kitakami. Um, I I feels like I don't know what I can't tell you the size exactly, but it feels like one sixth ish the size of Paldea, something like that. You know, maybe maybe a quarter. And because there are so many new Pokemon, especially early on, it did feel like there's a reason to explore. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I think the part that I was most upset about is that when you first get to Kitakami, they're just like, oh, go to the caretaker. And then you're just seeing these wild Pokemon along the way. And a lot of them are up on the rice fields, which you need Koridon slash Maridon to get up into. Yes. <laughs> and they don't let you ride them for this first entrance sequence. And I was v- I was very frustrated. They also time lock you, which meant by the end of the DLC, uh, until time started to roll, I was only missing the night Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. They do time lock you, which was unfortunate. I get why, but it was rough. <laughs> I really like it, though, because, like, the areas seem varied. It, like, I'm not upset with the size. Like, I'm not like, this is too small. No. If anything, I was thinking, like, this could have been shrunk down a little bit, and I don't think I would have cared. I wouldn't have noticed for sure. 
but I didn't mind that it was big. There was a lot to see. Yeah, my only my only minor gripe, and this is probably just a minor gripe with the way they're doing DLCs, and I'm gonna I wanna stress this is minor, right? I can't say that enough. Um I is that when we get a DLC, they come out with like the regional decks. Um and then when we get the regional decks, I already have half of it. Oh yeah. yeah. I wish I wish it was a little bit more than half it, it, I had to complete, right? Um, like the one that was really bad that I disliked was uh, Crown Tundra because they didn't put any of the legendary Pokemon in the decks. Yep. Oh yeah. Them. And so the way they padded the Crown Tundra decks is they made something like 140 of them Pokemon from Sword and Shield base and uh, I Love Armor. Yeah. So you're you're like your deck's completion is like essentially like 10, 10 to like 15 like evolutionary lines and you're done. Yeah, that was my, that's my, it's a very, it's a very minor gripe, like very minor, but I like in the future, if we got a DLC, I know they're trying to stick with like, we're only adding a hundred probably because of some work limitation on how hard it is to develop a Pokemon sprite. But like, even if it was like 125 per, per DLC, I would feel a little bit better, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh yeah, let's go catch these things. I feel like a little more to do to a degree too, because you go around oh, and you yeah. think like, oh, I've already kind of finished like nine decks because right? I yeah, like yeah, and it comes down to like the last ten you gotta do where it's like, oh, here are these random evolutions. Which I am glad they gave us all the items in the uh the decks rewards, which was nice. Yes. Like every item you need to evolve them you got from that. But also like the way to get more, I think, is a little like I think the only way you can get it is ogre ousting. More what? Uh more evolution items. No, uh, well, you can get all of them through Ogre Ousting, but I picked up Reaper Cloth just kind of on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I think I, like, I think it might be Teacups, too. I don't know, but again, it's, like, weird. I don't... Oh, Teacups, the only way is there's one of each, and then you have to get more through Ogre Ousting. I found I found two of one. How, how do we feel about Ogre Ousting, by the way? The mini game that they added? I I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It's just... I actually, for in terms of, like, in terms of Pokemon mini games, I think it's actually, like, a pretty decent one. It's it's very good. Uh, I was playing a little bit of it with my fiance last night, and it was actually fairly challenging. Um, like, yeah, I think it's actually pretty good mini game for po- especially like coming out of a Pokemon game. Like, I'm actually really impressed. Better than the Rotom bike races. I need I need one more. I if we had one more person, the one thing I will say is it's very hard to get reasonable rewards single player. Yes. Uh. If not out and out impossible at points. Like, I was just really impressed when I played it. I'm like, wow, this has the potential to be, like, a really fun game. Like, Defend Your Castle Collection? This sounds fun. So, I, I don't know. I'm just very much into it. I think the new Pokemon they added all seem to be uh, interesting and uh, very much OU usable. That includes uh, Diplin. I thought Diplin was terrible. And then it turns out, uh, via... <laughs> Uh, it turns out Eviolite's working on Diplin, huh? Yeah, and so given that was on Kieran's team, and he went full uh, off the deep end at the end there, um, yeah, that'll be fun to see him use. Uh, but because it has... Yeah, he's definitely going to evolve that Diplin. <laughs> it, uh, but because of that, um, Diplin turns out to be, an, because of its hidden ability, Sticky Hold, <clears throat> turns out to be a pretty good tank. Oh yeah, because they can't loot the Eviolite, yeah. Uh, and you can't, yeah, can't lose Eviolite. I'm trying to find its stats, because Seth... It's like, eight, it's like 80 across the boardish, something like that. Uh, when calced with Eviolite, it has the equivalent of 80, 190, 129 bulk. Yeah, good, you, good on you, Diplin. So, Diplin has some usability, maybe? Um, Ogre Pawn is ridiculous. Um, 
Oh, Ogre Pond is crazy. I think the worst one is actually, like, Pheasantipity, unfortunately. Pheasantipity is so bad. Uh, but Ogre Pond has all the different types, but there's a hidden bit of text. It boosts your attack stat by 20% when Ogre Pond is holding any of the masks. Mm-hmm. So, you have a slightly worse, cho- uh, slightly worse life orb that gives you access to a really good ability, a type that all three Ogre Pond mask types were former exclusives. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, actually, yeah. Yeah, either Ludic- so Ludicolo, Scovillain, and, uh... Cradily. Uh, Cradily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grath Rock is like, yeah. You get a 100, uh, power 100 accuracy high crit move of your stab type, ridiculous coverage, 20% uh, attack power, and when you terastalize, uh, you, you get a 50%, you get a, you know, a plus one to a relevant stat that is like old, uh, Intrepid Sword, it's not once per battle. So Fire 1 has Mold Breaker, so it can hit Heatran, and then when it's down, it can flip into a Zacian. Yeah, uh, I I think Ogre Pond is actually a really cool Pokemon, and I do want to take a moment to say I really like the way that they did the terrestrialization with Ogre Pond. Oh yeah, the mask just gets really big, and it's... Well, I like that, and I just kind of, I kind of wish terrestrialization just like worked like that with every Pokemon instead, and it was just like, hey, here's this item, you got this new Terra type and yeah it's your held item now instead of being like every pokemon's every type all the time uh i i kind of like it yes it's um i like it overall i'm not sure how much i'd like it to if it was every mechanic i think it would need something like this with the rider otherwise you just get z crystals again which it would just be z crystals to some extent pros and cons yeah it would just be z crystals I don't know. I think it would fix a lot of the issues, at least that Smogon's having with it, right? Um, and I mean, it, it is bad enough that like VGC had to change their rules to to be able to allow it, because now you have open team sheets, so everybody has to have their team printed out and pass it to their opponent before every match, so that you're aware of what Terra type everything can be. So I I don't know. It's like obviously a semi issue. As a player of the game, that it is just fun. Mm-hmm. But but it could certainly be an issue. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Ogre Pond's a cool Pokemon and I think the way they handled it and I really, I like that, uh, the only thing I find odd is that we've got like, uh, I'm going to put a grass mask in quotes because there's just no masks being held. We got grass, water, fire, but then they're just like, well, how about rock too? We'll just give you rock. Well, they wanted three types because there are three stats that you can boost. Yes. Uh, that are relevant for a very physical attacker like Ogre Pond, who is a hundred percent female. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Yeah, it's also like what 100% female on that, and then the others are 100% male, which that's a choice. I don't know how, I don't know, like, but yeah, it's just weird. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's just I just didn't expect to see like guaranteed genders. Yeah, it, it was more. It was more just oh, I assumed you would all be genderless. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, and I was like, I caught up. Like, why is this have? Why is this what? Like, and uh, am I missing something? Are these like breedable? What? Uh, and then it's like, oh, okay, no, it's just like 100%, 100%. They just did genies. I mean, I kind of like them going the route of not making them gender or not genderless or making them not genderless. I think I'm fine with that. I like this a lot. I'm fine with it. It was just surprising. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, that uh, sure. <laughs> I I also like the typing on the loyal three. I it is in a it has been never that we have gotten like a poison type legendary slash sub legendary trio. <laughs> at the at like it's very cool. Like I really like it. I was going to say, it's cool that there are so many, and they were very weird types that had, you know, very underexplored types. Poison fighting, I guess it's just Toxic Croak, right? That's all we're dealing with, like Toxic Croak? Uh, and Sneasler. 
Sneezler. 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 Yeah. I knew there's another one. There's also, but uh, Poison Psychic was just the those two. And is this the this is is this the first Poison Fairy? Uh, Poison Psychic. Poison Psychic was uh, Slowbro. Galarian Slowbro. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Just those. And Galarian Weezing for Poison Fairy. Galarian Weezing. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. But they were. I mean, they're types that I don't think we see a ton of. We we've got like two to three of each now, including these guys. So I'm glad we're getting more. Like, I think even with the okie-dokie, I think actually it's okay. It's typing is terrible, but, like, it's got bulk. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Monkey Dory is terrifying. Monkey Dory looks like the worst one. No, it's the best. <laughs> well, it's the worst design, but in mechanics, it's horrifying. No, that's what I meant by the mechanics. It seems like, I mean, the worst in... Uh, it's got 106 speed and 130 at- special attack. In terms of being scary to play against, uh, it, it, I mean, it looks like the best one. It lo- it does look like the best one competitively, based on stats. But then I look at it and I just, I'm inspired to violence. I hate how it looks. The, uh, the artwork, yeah, I thought, I think makes them all look terrible. I think when you see them in game, they look better. Th- they do, I still don't like it. I think it's got a heart on its butt. It does. It definitely does have a heart on its butt. They all have hidden abilities, by the way, and I was like, that's weird. Are they going to distribute them? And then I remembered ability capsules exist. Hidden abilities exist all the time. Yeah, we just have ability patches that just, like, boom, you get them. Yeah, they're all worse than Toxic Chain. It's Frisk on the Monkey, Technician on Pheasantipity, and Okie Dogie gets Guard Dog, which makes it immune to Intimidate and uh, immune to Roar. Uh, Okie Dogie will definitely... That's, like, the best of them. Yeah. Okie dokie will be good in, like, VGC just because it intimidates there, and just having a Pokemon that goes, cool, you can't intimidate me, and now I'm gonna get a plus one on a, what is it, 130, 128 physical attack? And 80 speed is still good for something like this, but, like, that'll be, that'll see VGC play. Fezendipity would be good with Technician if it had moves it could use. <laughs> like. <laughs> Fezendipity has one of the most atrocious move pools I've seen in so long. Oh yeah, it's got a special move pool for a physical attacker. It really doesn't even have that good of special move pool. It's just bad. Well, you get well, you get Moonblast at the very least, which is not all fairy types even get Moonblast that want it. I mean, it does get access. It does get access to like play rough still. No, but everything gets Moonblast. This. Yeah, but then you're not getting your technician boost. No, you're not doing technician. It's a fact of like you could you have you have like okay stuff for the physical, but you really want if you're doing it like physical, like if you're even using the thing offensively, you want to have technician access. I I am laughing very hard at the move pool that uh, special or Saluna got. They gave it Moonblast, which yes, it makes perfect sense, but it's also really funny because it didn't need it. <laughs> it is. It they only have like. Five special moves that are worth using. But it's okay, because they're all obscene. They are all some of the best special moves you could ask for. You get your Gigaton Hammer, you get Moon Blast, you get Earth Power. You don't need anything else, but you could run Focus Blast, or you could just run Vacuum Wave. <laughs> <laughs> you just run Vacuum Wave just to have, like, priority on a base, like, 40-speed Mon or 30-speed Mon with, like, 135 special attack. That's fine. Just, get, yeah. just have, your, have your priority. You don't need anything else. And I guess, honestly, you can even just run Calm Mind if you want to run that instead. Like, you get Calm Mind. Does it have a deep move pool? No. But all of its tools hit you so hard it doesn't matter. It's got, it's got enough coverage of Ground Fairy Normal, you're good. And if you really want fighting, you can have fighting to hit, like, Steel type that's, like, like a flying Steel type, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I, I think all the new Pokemon were very fun and interesting. Like... I mean, with the exception of maybe Sinistry, but... No, that thing got heatproof. 
It, I know it did, but like I still just don't find it an interesting Pokemon. It's the worst of them, and it still has a cool move in Giga Drain plus Scald. I think it's better than Fifth and Dippity, though. Fifth and Dippity bad. Fifth and Dippity's just terrible. I had such hope for uh for uh the evolution of whatever Poltergeist was going to evolve into. And then it was just so bad. I do like that they flipped the Sinistee and um and Poltergeist. I do like that they flipped it. I think it's cute. Yeah, you pour the you pour the tea into the cup. Yeah, I like that. Um I, I think that's an interesting way to do it. I guess is the only thing I could say. I think it's I think it's cute. I don't care for it. I, I like Pulchy Guys design way better than Sifchi, but like I'm okay with it. I'm not gonna lose my mind over it. I actually really like Poltergeist design. Like, design-wise, I like it better than Sinistee and Poltergeist. Uh, but then, like, Sinistra is just like, oh, did you want Sinistee again? Because we did that. And it's just like, well, that's a little uninspired. But I, I understand. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's that exciting of a Pokemon. I do I do enjoy that the name of its, uh, one of its moves is Matcha Gacha. Yes. Matcha Gacha, the funny, funny name, yeah. I love that that's the name of the move. I, it's like, it's like a, a Giga Drain that can burn. Yeah, it's Giga Drain Scald. It's Giga Drain, yeah, it's a, it's a smaller burn chance, but yeah. 20, 20%, but yeah, it's 20% is like effectively Scald. It's, it's a. <laughs> 20% is a lot. It is, yeah, 30%. In- that's more than, that's more than 10, I'll tell you that much. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's better than Flamethrower and Fire Blast, so it's like, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's more than 10, so I think it's a very cute move, uh, and I enjoy it being called a matcha gotcha. No, it's an okay Pokemon. It's, it's gonna be fine. It's, it's exactly what one of these should be. Yeah. Which is, okay. You mean, you know what? You can always just run Scald too, because it learns Scald. Which makes sense. It's just, cool, here's, here's some water coverage for your grass type. That's immune to fire types. It's not immune. It gets heat proof, doesn't it? Yes, which makes it resist it. One step. Oh, it's resisted. I don't know. I'm thinking of... Yeah, so it's just neutral. It's neutral to fire. It's neutral to fire. Yeah. Yeah, right. Neutral. Sorry. I, I don't know. I don't know if I was thinking the PTU one or if I was just losing my mind. No, no, you're not. It's just that it's called heat proof and it doesn't make you heat proof. It makes you heat resistant. Or am I getting confused with Bronzong or something? I don't know. Thinking like Levitate mixed up with it or something. I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah, that that's entirely possible, but... That, uh, I don't know if there's anything else that we didn't cover, but I thought it was, uh, done. I thought this DLC was very fun. I, like, I don't regret buying it, and I'm looking forward to the next one, because I hope that answers a lot. It feels like the meat and potatoes is in the next one. Yeah, this, this was the best advertisement for a product I've already purchased. Uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely agree with that. I'm hoping for a little more in the next one, because, like, I, I think it's fine, but I feel like the story was a, it, it was, the story was fine for me, but I felt like it was, like, a little, Oh, the next, the next one's definitely gonna have more though, right? Like, it has to have more. I, I hope. I hope. <laughs> well, cause we're gonna get, we're, there's like two things that need to be done, right? The next one you need to have like the Blueberry Academy stuff, which I think is a story in its own right. Um, and then on top of that, you're going back to Area Zero for the hidden secrets of Area Zero or the hidden treasure of Area Zero. Cause, cause in my mind, how I, how I feel like Teal Mask was like $10 out of my 30, I feel. And I'm hoping. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Like, you can, you can definitely justify 15, but like, I, I personally feel it was like, I got five bucks for the area and exploration. I got like five bucks for like the base, like, content of things to do. Like, there's ogre ousting, there's a couple side quests, there's things to do. But like, the five bucks for the story, I don't feel like that was fully there. 
that's where my, like... So it's like, it's like a two out of three for me. I wish the story was a bit better in the fact that, like, the Carmine and Kieran stuff was not so, like... I, I think it's really hard to judge the Carmine and Kieran stuff without the second half. It, it definitely is. I know it totally is, but it's also just the fact of, like, it just felt nonsensical in a way. Like, you don't even have a chance to apologize, and when you do, he's still just kind of, like... I think, I think there's just some... Uh, nah. He says, like, he says, sure, but you know, you know he's still hating, he's still upset, and it's just like, okay. He's upset because he he's like, what are you apologizing for? Like, come clean, and you just literally never have the option. Yeah, and, like, at the end, it's just like, you kind I think he said something kind of at the end, but even then, it just feels like it's a throwaway at that point, and it didn't matter, and it's like, alright, cool, now you- th- I think there's just something deeper going on that will be explored. Oh, totally, and I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping that doesn't get resolved in DLC too, and I assume it will, but- Again, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to have to wait, like, three months, and we'll know, right? Like, in three months, we'll have an idea of what's going on. Oh, is that all? <laughs> that's all. Just three months. That's just, that's a very short wait, right? <laughs> I mean, comparatively, yes. I mean, if I look if I look back at, like, the Sword and Shield DLC, I feel like this is very comparable to Isle of Armor to what I expect to get. Because, uh, like, I think Crown Tundra was also kind of where the meat and potatoes were. It was, but... In that DLC pack, too? I feel like I got about a crown tundra out of this. Uh, I don't disagree. I don't disagree, which is very exciting for me because I, I'm expecting us to get the same kind of like bump up with the next one. So I, I, or like we get an equivalent like bump up. So like this was a crown tundra and then we get like crown tundra plus, right? Uh, that's the hope. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. And I think, I think that might be what happens. We'll see. Yep. We we have no way to to say one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. I think this is a this is a good place to stop. I I would recommend it. I mean, if you haven't played it, go play it. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy my time. Yeah, it's a good time. Not, I'm not saying it wasn't a fun time. It's just I just I feel like I wish it got a little more. All right. Well, that's going to be it for the topic here, guys. We're going to kick it on over now to the Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> episode welcome to our pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode this week is national dex number 1017 ogre pond the mask pokemon it's pokemon violet uh dex entry reads this mischief loving pokemon is is full of curiosity it battles by drawing out the tight based energy contained within its masks yay uh yeah uh and this week we're going to be talking about the hearth flame mask in our team uh specifically but for those of you who are unaware uh ogre pond's got access to four different masks or really three that you can have it hold um and it will change its type if you don't give it anything it's going to be holding the teal mask and it's uh and it'll be just a pure grass type uh wellspring gives it a water type uh the hearth flame gives it fire and the uh, cornerstone mask gives it gives it rock uh that also affects its terra type by the way um, it does have a signature move in uh, Ivy Cudgel, um, which will change type. It's base 100, and it has, like, an increased crit rate, right? Um, yeah. Yep, yep. increased crit rate as well. Um, so it's just a very good move. Um, I love the animation for it when it's not terrestrialized, by the way, where it just grabs a club. Yep, it just uh, grabs a club and beats you to yeah, death. And beats you, yeah. The, uh, the description is, the user strikes with an Ivy-wrapped Cudgel. The moves type changes depending on the mask worn by the user, and it has a heightened chance of landing a critical hit. So, uh, yeah, uh, very cool, uh, 
very cool uh move in that sense as well like it you, ogre pond's just like decent especially with its base stats that like we were alluding to base 110 speed so it's it's a speedy it's speedy you've got uh 80 hp which is okay 60 special attack who cares you're never going to use it uh 120 base attack uh as well as a uh, special defense of 96 um and it gets a different ability depending on which mask it's wearing um defiant for the teal mask uh water absorb for the wellspring mask mold breaker for the heart hearth flame mask and sturdy for the cornerstone mask and if you terrestrialize it gets a new form um in its terrestrial form it's got uh embody aspect which it gives it a boost to a different stat depending on which mask is being held like there's just so many things going for ogre pawn <laughs> just so many things took me a minute to remember this looks like better uh zarud yes this is better zarud and like this is what zarud should have been well, the root's, like, not even bad minus, like, the dark typing, really. It's got, like, a decent stat spread and a de- Like, it's got the same coverage in, like, grass dark fighting that this thing has. I, I'm just, just very- that, like- I'm very happy we've just killed the idea of mythical Pokemon in return for something like this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a much better option than getting something like a Zarude randomly with no background. Yeah, the root felt like the root was just a weird thing. Here, here's this poke, here's this monkey. Like, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> Find out. It's like most mystical Pokemon, like post, uh, I would even like, even like post Manaphy, where it's just like this Pokemon exists to make you go to the movie. Kinda, yeah. It just feels like here's this tie and we need to find a way to like make this make sense. And it's like, all right, here yeah. you go. Here's this. Like I, I think Shaman, Shaman, to, Shaman, Darkrai, and Arceus. I think you can make an argument for maybe even Victini because those at least had like in-game events. But post those yeah. in-game events, it's just not very exciting at all. Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah, we've got a team today that has this ogre pot on it, so we're gonna jump into that and have some fun with it because man, this team looks fun. Uh, <laughs> it's just like a full sun team with ogre pot on it. Oh yeah, I know this thing looks like disgusting. <laughs> I mean, if you're running a sun team, you are you're obviously running a Torkoal. Um it's this one is holding the heat rock because you really just want I the mean, sun to be. We did get nine tails this this DLC. We did get nine tails also... back, but Torkoal's better, actually, I think. <laughs> I, I would agree, yeah. Spin high defense. There you go. You, you get spin and you get rapid spin as well, so like it, it's just it's good. Um you're holding the heat rock. You've got you've got drought, um, terror type ghost, just so you can't be like faked out or something like that if you really need to, because you really want to probably terrestrialize your ogre pawn at some point. That's probably like your end game on this team. But uh, yeah, max HP, max defense, uh, a little bit of special attack. You're running. You got a bold nature to boost your defenses because you just want to be bulky and get your sun up as many times as you can throughout that match. Um, Stealth Rock, Lava Plume, Yawn, and Rapid Spin. I don't know what else you would want from a Torkoal, but these are those things. Uh, in addition, uh, we're just gonna run a couple of, uh, other Pokemon that can utilize the sun as well that aren't Ogre Pond. One of those being Walking Wake, um, which is just good and for some reason still in OU. It was dual, it was manageable, was what it yeah. basically came down to. Yeah. Manageable in the move pool wasn't like super wide. Uh, thankfully. Like- um, you, you well, do have got, got something here. <laughs> you do have Walking Wake. Uh, it's choice specs with uh, Protosynthesis. Uh, you can go ahead and give it max special attack, max speed. Uh, naive nature because you're running a, a mix spread here because you're you're running Flip Turn. You also have Hydro Steam, uh, so you can burn and Draco Meteor. 
because that's just a good attack to have, as well as knockoff, because why not? The fact that it gets knockoff, too, it's just, that's... Uh, you might need it. You flip, might need the knockoff. Flip turn's really good. Flip, flip, flip turn, turn is like, good. These, the moves we got this uh, DLC are very helpful for things. Yeah, uh, does somebody want to take the, the next couple? You want them? Uh, you can take them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have Ogre Pond with the Heart Flame Mask. It's holding its mask, of course. Gets Mold Breaker due to that. Its Terra-type is Fire, also due to the Held item. Uh, and it's 252 Attack, 4 Special Defense, 252 Speed with a Jolly Nature, Sword Dance, best move in the game, Trailblaze, Ivy Cudgel, Play Rough. So you just kind of set Sword Dance, use your Ivy Cudgel in the sun to get a sun boost on top of the Stab and Terra and all that. So you just hit hard. Yeah. Trailblaze oh is just Grass-type Flame Charge, so you're just getting a speed boost. So you can kind of, in a sense, double dance. But just, you want to just kill, like, Ivy Cudgel and hit hard in the sun and then play rough if you need to use it. Uh, and then we've got Great Tusk, because if we're a sun team, we can, we can get Protosynthesis off of it. But, uh, we've got Great Tusk with the leftovers, Terra-type Fire, with 252 HP, 4 Special Defense, 252 Speed, Jolly Nature, uh, Rapid Spin, Bulk Up, Earthquake Knockoff, which just here to just kind of do, I don't even know, just another spinner plus also hitting hard with Earthquake with Protosynthesis. Mm-hmm. Or it might... I don't know if that's enough to... I don't know the stats exactly, but I assume it's going to get the attack boost off Protosynthesis, so... Mm. So, spin, bulk up, just click Earthquake knockoff. Then we got two more. Yep. Take us home. Yeah. And then we've got... Uh, next, we have Shiftry. It's a uh, new Pokemon returning. We're not using its new ability, because it did get a new one. Uh, this just has Chlorophyll with knockoff, Solar Blade, Low Kick... And Swords Dance, so in the sun, this thing can just set up a Swords Dance and go to town, uh, throwing knockoffs and Solar Blades, uh, low kick for anything that's particularly resilient to, uh, those kinds of effects. Oh, it's also got a, it's got a Life Orb number for HP. It's got 29 H- IVs in the HP, so you can get the, uh, the lower end of the Life Orb chip, looks like. That's the only thing I can uh, yeah, that I- Yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, holding a Life Orb. Uh, lastly, we have Cresselia holding a Leftovers uh, with Levitate as its ability with a Terra type of Poison with 252 HP, 248 Defense, and 8 Special Defense of Bold Nature. Calm Mind, Stored Power, Moon Blast, Moonlight. So a very slow, kind of ramping, bulky wall that can uh, go to town with Stored Power once you've knocked out uh, everyone's Dark Types. Yeah, no one's going Terra Dark, so... No, uh, yeah, you're actually right. No one's going Terra Dark. No one's going Terra Dark who isn't a dark type trying to get some power out of it. Yeah, you're correct. You're correct. But yeah, that's uh, that's the team. Yeah. It looks uh, looks fun. Looks uh, like a good time. It is on the Discord, so you can go take it out for a spin, uh, quite literally, mm-hmm. with the Torkoal. Um, and you could just try it out, see if this is something you're interested in. But yeah, go ahead, uh, try it out. Have a good time. Until then, we're going to kick it on over, guys, to our uh, mailbag. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think about our topic or anything that you want to talk to us about Pokemon-wise. Um, of course, this segment is always brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 
And we will give out the uh, Green Taurus badge to anybody we deem worthy. So today we got a few emails. We I, we asked you what your initial impressions of Teal Mask were, and you guys gave us some uh, some feedback. So let's jump into it. Our first email this week is going to be from uh, Alexander. All right. Hey, Satch and other co-hosts. I listened to a recent episode and heard you and the co-hosts that week saying how there might be a second set of DLC. I did some deep digging and found out there were originally a Originally around 110 Pokemon supposed to be in Galar. With the 90, or the 89 in these, in the base games, the five forms, and the few in PLA, as well as Diplin, um, Archaladon, and the White Forest Pokemon, that leaves a few that could be in another DLC. What's the White Forest Pokemon? I don't know. Oh, he's probably, he's probably talking about the coup riddles. It's fine. Oh, okay. Also, the fact that there will be both an Entei and a Trachyon Paradox form means that there will at least be an event. Um, one rumor that was going on before Gen 8 was released that Duraludon was supposed to be a leg- supposed to be legendary. However, in its release, it was a BST-335 and not legendary. That means our Chalodon will likely have 580 plus BST. Eh, I don't know about that, but... I don't know about either. We don't even know if that... I could see, I could see our Chalodon just being like a Scyther Scissor type deal, where they have the same base stats and it's just redistributed. I think it looks stronger, so I don't think that's the case but i can understand but it but if so i'm not terribly surprised you know yeah i could see either or i'm not like i agree with you i agree with you i i'm also not too scared of it because it's gonna have yeah it, it's signature move is an electro type move which isn't even stab yeah i i can see it being a redistribution like redistribution making it like do we know it's typing actually uh dragon steel that was a confirmed yeah oh that was okay i can't remember if we got to change typing or not by the way um uh, question for, I guess, the other hosts. Uh, which Pokemon has the highest attack to HP ratio? It's Shedenja. I can read it, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Shedenja. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Shedenja with 90 to 1. That's, uh, that's it from Alex. Thank you, Alex. All right. Well, our next email is going to be from Sleeve. You've got this one, Linian. All righty. Yes. Hey, everybody. I hope you're all doing well and enjoying uh, Kitakot. He said it wrong, and now the actual one has gone from my brain. Uh. <laughs> I'm a couple hours in currently, and I have very mixed feelings about this DLC. I'll start with the negative, then with the highs. One, not many new Pokemon. I know it's only a DLC, but I think I got, like, eight new Pokemon? Four of those legendaries are unavailable until a good way through, and two are from the same line. It takes a bit of the new toy feel away from the experience. Two, a uh, few characters talk about filling in the 150-page Kitakami decks, which sounds great. But if you arrive, but if you arrive from Paul Day with a hundred of those pages, you only have a you only have to fill a third of the quoted challenge. Three, we're leaving behind a well-developed group of characters and taking three empty shell NPCs with us. Feels like Pe- Arvin, Penny, and Nimona could have made the trip. I am disappointed that they didn't win the lottery. I kind of agree. I'm gonna disagree because I think we we really don't have the the writing space to have three established characters. Yeah. I- I think we might be able to get a little bit out of it when we go back to Area Zero in the next one. But even then, I think that might be a stretch. Yeah, like, I don't think they're gone from everything forever, so... Yeah, it's just also hard when you're, like, you're trying to put focus on, like, three new characters. Like, well, yeah. say two and a half, you know, like, with Kira and Carmine and then, like, Briar a little bit, I guess. Yeah, they barely had enough space to get everyone doing that, you know? Yeah. I would have really liked as well, uh, I would like as well for us to get, uh, this is probably not even going to happen in DLC 2, but I would love for us to get some Arvin development and like the other professor comes back and they're just like, son, we have come to, to like give you parenting. 
they just they they find the actual professor from the thing that went into it and just no did they actually oh that would work too i'd be okay with that but i don't think that's gonna happen yeah i'm not sure i feel like terapagos might just be eating them but it would be cool because to know like it like let's assume it is like imagination that's creating these where did the professor go like where did the ai go when it like went inside the machine because we don't know where that went we we do have confirmation that the professor is dead though because it was pro- they they were protecting the uh the other crydon slash maridon keep keep going keep going yeah the positives though the new region is vibrant and interesting. There's an abundance of life everywhere from the town to the routes. It's a similar experience to putting to starting out in SV, where you can spend the first three hours of the game just exploring before actually starting. I agree. I don't hate the story, which for a Pokemon game is an achievement. New characters are also pretty good. Also, not a positive or a negative, but it feels really weird to have a DLC where you can essentially fly on Coridon's back to reach each checkpoint over any and all challenges hitting only story beats. Like, yeah, it would be a personal choice to do that, but it feels odd to have that freedom. Anyway, that's all for me. Thanks as usual for all the great content, and I cannot give enough compliments for the increase in YouTube content lately. The Nuzlocke and Stambius have been top drawer. Peace and love, Sleeve. It is odd. I, I do sometimes, like, while I'm playing through it, when I was playing through it, I was like, this is definitely, to some extent, meant to be something that you enjoy alongside while you're playing the main story. It has two levels. Like, you can do it at level 60 or, like, level 20 to 30. It's meant to be something that you... I feel like it's it's better enjoyed as, like, part of the adventure, if that makes sense. I did like, though, like, the end game stuff was, like, variants instead of just, like, flat 60, like, Sword and Shield, was like, everything is 60. This is, like, here's, like, here's, like, like high 50 to, like... Yeah, it wasn't flat 60. It varied a lot. Mid-low 70, which was really nice, actually, because I'm like, oh, cool, I'm not, like... I don't feel like this is just forced to be end game in a way. Like, this is just, like, here's these high enough levels so you feel like you're getting something... Like, I don't know, it, it felt it felt more natural when it was, like, varying levels. I know what mm-hmm. you mean. It also gives me hope that Blueberry might be uh either the same or maybe even a little higher. I think Blueberry is going to be, a lot, like, you won't be able to do it at any point. Yeah. Yeah, that one might be the fourth, like, forced to be post-game, kind of like how Crown Tundra was. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't forced, but you know, like, the levels were essentially that of a post-game experience. I think this one, they might actually, like, not let you go until you're a champion. They probably should. <laughs> uh, no, are we talking about are we talking about Indigo Disc? Yeah, yeah. yeah Indigo Disc has been confirmed. Is is has, you have to beat the main story to be able to get to it? Oh, there you go. That makes sense too because it is a post of the story. I, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to do the Area Zero stuff, but you do have to do the rest of it. Well, it might make sense to have to do Area Zero too because of the fact that this is kind of like more in line with what you find in the post story at this point, like with mm-hmm. the whole terrestrialization thing. So that might be part of it. But it's good to know that it'll be essentially an endgame DLC. Yeah, it fine for even if you were over leveled to a degree. Like it was still like challenging and I don't think like, it was bad at all. No. Having like the Thash plus like an Akaberry, at least from what I saw, was like interesting. We're like, oh okay. You have items. Interesting. Good to know. You know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right. There's something. Yeah. I, I thought it was very good. I thought, I thought the level scaling was done very well. It was um all right. Well, our last email this week is gonna be from Mother Goose. What's new, Puckle Crew? I haven't heard, I haven't played a ton of the story yet in the DLC, but I'm enjoying it so far. At first, I was disappointed that Penny, Arvin, and Amona weren't joining us for the school trip, but now I'm actually glad they aren't. I feel like this is our own little adventure. I do feel like I keep finding the same handful of Pokemon over and over again as I'm traveling. The Isle of Armor DLC was my favorite for Swish, and I felt there were a ton of new Pokemon every few steps I took. Maybe I just haven't explored enough of Kitakami yet. Overall, I'm excited to take my time with the Teal Mask. I'm happy to have more outbreaks in Kitakami. So even when I'm finished with the story, I'll have more chances to shiny hunt and more things to do until the next DLC. 
I always try to add a Pokemon I never used before onto my team, and I can't wait to find another Pokemon to add to my list of favorites. Thank you for listening, Mother Goose. Well, now I need to know what Pokemon they added. I was like, um, like, you know what Pokemon? Well, no, I think I have. I think I've used a Poliwrath once before. I was like, Poliwag's back, and that makes me happy. I just like Poliwag. Poliwag's nice. Fun little guy. Mm. I do like it. But yeah, uh, thank you for that email. I honestly think Sleeve uh, was the best one out of that bunch. I yeah. agree. Yeah. And we should give Sleeve the uh, the Green Taurus badge if they don't have it already. I will look. If you want to email us next week, let us know what you thought about the teal mask so far. We would love to know what you guys are doing, how your playthroughs are going. Uh, what's one Pokemon in particular you're excited that either came back or was introduced? Um, I would love to hear what you guys have to say about that. But until then, uh, until next time, you can go ahead and you can uh, follow us over on social media at uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More importantly, if you want to hang out with us, you can come to the Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. I know we got a lot of people getting together for uh, Ogre, Ogre Austin. Additionally, you can uh, go ahead and check us out on YouTube at YouTube.com slash PucklePodcast. You can check us out over at uh, uh, Twitch at Twitch.tv slash ThePucklePodcast. And of course, uh, if you want to help support the show, you can go do so by one, going to uh, trollandtoe.com using code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout, or you could uh, just go over to Patreon at patreon.com slash PUCKLEPODCAST. Uh, please watch out. Um, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be announcing some changes to the Patreon. So definitely uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, hopefully to give you guys a little bit more value. We'll see. Um, and yeah, stay tuned to the end of this episode. You might get a, a teaser for something new over there. Um, but until then, guys, uh, I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been Shamu. I've been Lydian. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Welcome to the first ever Puckles interview with a co-host. Yeah, that sounds like a show name. Uh, I I am name Thatch. pending. Name pending. Uh, I mean, it might have a different name when it gets posted later this week or something. But uh, I am Thatch, as you should all know, because this is a Patreon only podcast. And thank you to all of you uh, listening to this. This is a, a show. It's going to be a little bit different. This is a Patreon exclusive show where we're going to take each of your co-hosts and we're going to just chit and chat with them and ask them about themselves. You hear me every week, but you don't get to hear these guys every week. And we should we we just want to know more about you because they want to intrude onto your life as as do oh, I. Oh well, shucks. To be fair, to be fair, the list of questions I have prepared, I feel like I know most of the answers for most of you. So maybe. we're gonna find out. I, maybe you can make it a really cool story, and I can listen. So we're gonna kick things off really nice and simple, very generic for a Pokemon podcast, Seth. Heck um, yeah, we have Seth Bila this week, by the way. Uh, Hello, but, <laughs> I was wondering if I you forgot, would get to that. I, we have Seth Bila. Who's, I don't know. When, when did you, when did you become a co-host? Like when, what year was it? Uh, because I don't remember. It's all blurred together at this point. I don't yeah, remember. I think I started listening to the show in 2017 because that was back when I was Boy Scouts. That sounds and very reasonable. I needed something in the car. And I think my first episode listening was the Sun and TCG, mm. uh, TCG cast set review. That's and, fun. And uh, then I just kind of stuck around. And then uh, I think it happened at some point, not too long after we ended up doing the Game Corner episode together, I think. Yeah, well... Yeah, well, that's how we used to test people, by the like, in yeah. all honesty, is that's how we we used to, like, pull people from Patreon or from the community and have them on one of those sideshows, and that was a very good way to uh, to test people for on-air personality, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it was me and Lin me and you versus Bosephus and Linian. Yeah, that sounds now. very reasonable. The, well, I, I think you guys also, like, you and Linian both got picked out specifically as well for that, probably, when we did it. 
because yeah. you two were very active in the community at the time. And I, that, I mean, it's just easier to see people when they're doing that. And if they're very positive while they're doing it, it's just like, yeah, these guys could be good. Um, mm. And then on top of that, like, I don't want to sound like egotistical or anything, but we use it as just like, like, if you're active in the community and you're talking to me, it's much easier for me to know that we might mesh well right. on the show, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it gives you multiple interactions to kind of figure out who this person is and stuff. So yeah, yeah exactly. not not ego- egotistical or anything like that. Yeah. It's a, you're running a program. You're running a yeah. business. <laughs> yeah. To some extent. Like, I, if I'm running a business, I'm not, I'm not a very good businessman, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... And there are multiple decisions I think about every day where I'm like, I'm not doing this optimally, very, very much so. Like, and I'm aware of it. But yes, this is supposed to be about you, not about uh, the podcast or me. But I wanted to, I do, I do want to ask you questions because I mean that is part of a question. But we'll we'll talk to you about it a little bit later. Um, Heck yeah! Uh, but this is going to be very generic, very easy. Um, so you're you're roughly my age i think i think we're almost the same age we talk about this every time we meet in person and then i always yeah forget. i think we're like a couple uh, months off each other yeah i think that's about it yeah um and so i want to know what was your entry point into pokemon why did you get there what <laughs> hooked what hooked you back then too because like i assume we're all nerds and especially about pokemon since that's why we're here what <laughs> right uh and i was just wondering what hooked you back then like back in the day yeah yeah totally it's not that elaborate of a story, honestly. One holiday, I suppose it was either Christmas or my birthday. My mom had gotten a bundle pack from Costco of the Game Boy Color plus accessory packs plus a Pokemon game. Oh, Didn't that's know what right. Pokemon was at the time. And that was Blue that I started with. And I remember a couple things specifically. Like I thought that oh, okay, that's Blastoise on the front, so I guess I have to pick the Squirtle. <laughs> like, that's a, most appropriate. Um, that's true. I, wonder, I remember that. I wonder how many people, if you like this and would like to hear the full hour-long conversation between myself and Seth, you can go check it out over at Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where we have this show, Game Corner, and some other new stuff over there as well. At the $5 tier, you get access to this show. So if you're interested, please check it out and Help support the show while getting some cool content at the same time. Thanks. Catch you guys on the flip-flop.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.